1: in the wide, wide world of sports is going on this.
0: Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world.
1: Austin, Texas, baby.
0: It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E.
1: What's B E?
0: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049-AM-1260, and HornFM.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports.
1: You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go, go red. Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together.
2: Always put them together I to start like the 8 o'clock hour on this Friday morning. All right, a lot going on. Our buddy Craig Way texted to say that uh, his wife makes uh, a full pot of iced tea once a week. It's brewed hot, then poured into a pitcher, which is then chilled over a couple hours to make a full pitcher of iced tea. So mm. good. She brews it about half sweet, half unsweet. So there you go.
1: Then add what you want, or don't add anything at all, huh?
2: Yes. And if you want to put some, some more sugar in it, which you probably should not do, you
1: can. Yeah, those little packets, because like, you go to a restaurant and they say, well, we don't have sweet tea, but we have these 50 different types of sugar to throw in there. Well,
0: what I've also done is I, I get like a can of peaches, and you pour a little of that syrup in there, throw some peaches in. Mm.
1: My God, you are weird. Ooh, peaches? Sir. Peach tea? I
2: like peaches. I like a fresh peach. Just to eat. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but, yeah, so that started with an Internet debate that's going on. Is it iced tea or iced tea? Um, is there a D in the, in the, uh, the name? Oh,
1: God, with the comedy ease, I How can I not have trading places in there? Something's got to go. Is it Friday? Caddyshack can never go or Animal House can never go. Where does wedding Crashers? I mean— Wedding Crashers has to be in there for me now. The Reese is going to well, be the whole stuff. You can have as many. Stuff.
2: I mean, if you, unless you want to put a limit to the like top five, I got
1: to have a five. I mean, I can't go ten. And this know?
2: stems from the fact that the uh, the great movie Animal House debuted in movie theaters forty five years Still ago. Still going to have to be
1: number one for me. It's
2: way up there. I mean, that whole stretch with uh, <laughs> Animal House, Airplane, uh, Caddyshack was a couple years later. Yep. Um, yeah, there were a lot of great comedies made. That through that, you know, the National Lampoon. I thought, I thought, uh, the original Vacation and then Christmas Vacation were yes. classic all time comedies, uh, through that, through that stretch. And, uh, you know, Chevy Chase went on from doing, uh, of course, Chevy Chase was in Caddyshack, but then he did the Fletch, the Fletch and Fletch Liz, oh and I thought goodness, were both very funny yeah. movies. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good, good movies out there, funny movies, no doubt about it. Um, Old school is number one. And, you know, I do think old school is in that hierarchy for sure for hmm. me because it, it, it's shades of Animal House, right? It's just more of a modern take, sure. but it's old Will Ferrell and all his old buddies starting their own fraternity. That's that's a f- funny concept. You're my boy, Blue. Because, you know, when you think about it, you know, the, you know they did a good job for anybody that's been in, in the the Greek life and fraternities understand that it's not too far off of kind of what goes on here, right. at that fraternity house. But every person who is in a fraternity – will dream of the idea of, man, I'd love, to, I'd love to fire that back up when you're, when you're like 40 years old and you got some kids and man, wouldn't it be great to be back in the frat
1: again. I was never in a fraternity.
2: No.
0: I was never me in either. there. So I, me either. I briefly was a member of SAE. Didn't go very well. Didn't what happened? You got kicked out? No, I just left tech.
2: Oh, you were at tech when you were in oh, the degree life. Tech. There you go. Uh, my daughter up in North Texas, she was in a sorority and she absolutely loved it. And, um, you know, she's done with that now. I think well, she's in her last year of it, last semester. But uh, she enjoyed it and met a lot of great friends that she'll have for the rest of her life, which is a good thing. Her roommates and uh, that that group. Uh, I did, you know, when I got to St. Edwards. They didn't have any; there was no fraternity. They still don't. They, they mm-hmm. don't they have clubs and such. I guess, clubs. I guess, some friends of mine. You, you could rush a, a UT fraternity if you were planning to transfer there. It's one, so, one of
0: my Michael Taft's older brother, Philip. That's what he did. Went to St. Edwards and was just in a fraternity at Texas. Yeah. A fake Texas student, some would say. Nice.
1: Well, as know. myself. Yeah,
2: they, they allow that. They allow that. But yeah, St. Anne's does not have any fraternities or sororities. Um, uh, or maybe they, I mean, I left that. I've been, hadn't been back in a while, but, um, uh, that's what we're talking about. Animal House, where it ranks. Also, as Bucky has said, this will be his last show. Uh, he will not be back next Monday and Tuesday for the final shows, as the horn as we know it. And then the, uh, the plan will be revealed moving forward. But, uh, so we're having walks down memory lane and conversations and, uh, you know, where it is, where it was, and where it's going, new opportunities to present themselves for sure, but it will be an emotional run to the end here uh, in the final show. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics on a Friday morning. There's plenty of them. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bringing you the news, and yet conference realignments again, and it's official, Colorado, University of has voted to leave the Pac-12 and will rejoin the Big 12 next July. Schools Board of Regents formalized its future membership yesterday. The move comes with full approval from the Big 12's current members and TV partners that Colorado will receive a full share of the Big 12's new media rights deal when they show up. Immediately they'll get that full share, 31.7 million. Schools Chancellor and Athletic Director yesterday both insisted that money was a factor for sure, but not the only factor. Both emphasized the ability get greater exposure for their programs, especially football, playing in the early time slots and early windows. Also, the move back to the Big 12 will provide new head coach Deion Sanders and his staff immediate recruiting boost. Big question now, the realignment landscape is, can the Pac-12 survive as a Power 5 league? The conference will be down to nine schools starting in 2024. They do not have a new media rights deal in place beyond this coming year, and Um, There could be more movement coming. All those schools are free agents. There is no buyout provisions now in the Pac-12. If you leave for another conference, they're all free agents. In the NFL, early training camp injuries, unfortunately, the headline. Bengals star quarterback Joe Burrow carted off the practice field yesterday, came up hobbling. They're calling it a calf injury. We'll get more on uh, his status today. Also in Miami, Dolphins cornerback Jalen Ramsey suffered a left knee injury. He will undergo surgery on his meniscus. He's out six to eight weeks, expected to miss most likely the start of the regular season. Cowboys dealing with a couple of early camp injuries as well. Their starting safety, Donovan Wilson, suffered a calf strain during their first team practice on Wednesday. He's expected to miss four weeks, maybe longer. Cowboys rookie tight end Luke Shoemaker. First, uh, second-round pick out of Michigan will also miss the first phase of training camp because of a foot injury. Baseball, both the Rangers and Astros enjoyed the day off. First place, Texas. We're going to open up a series out in San Diego tonight. Second place, Houston. will host Tampa, the Rays, this weekend. That should be a good one. Uh, how about LA Angels superstar Shohei Otani? He didn't have the day off yesterday. On a light day in Major League Baseball, That guy, this guy had a day. A day after the team announced officially that the two-way star is not going to be traded before next Tuesday's trade deadline, Otani rewarded them. He... Uh, was the starting pitcher in game one of a doubleheader in Detroit and threw a complete game one-hit shutout in a 6-0 win. Then in game two, as a DH, he belted two more home runs. Halos won at 11-4. He leads the majors with 38 big flies right now. Round Rock dropped another one last night uh, in walk-off fashion for the second straight night, 10-9 in El Paso in 10 innings.
0: Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. It's hot outside. And so's our deal this month for a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler Zero turn mowers at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight.
2: Uh, there you go. Uh, that,
0: uh, and, you know, that I
2: heard uh, Harge and uh, Rod talking about it yesterday, but keep in mind, the Pac 12 schools do not have, like, there's, you, know, you can't leave the ACC right now because you have, the buyout is ridiculous. Then um, that's what conferences put in place to keep their teams from moving. The Pac-12 doesn't have one. I mean, so Colorado's moving without a, an exit fee. I mean, they don't have to pay anything. To right, the free to go. Free to go. And obviously, this is why the schools that are remaining, the nine, it's a precarious situation for the Pac-12 conference. You know, they can tell themselves what they want. But the next deal that's put in front of them, if they are to sign it, right, they, if George Kliabkov puts a new media rights deal in front of them that's for seven years or whatever, right, through the end of the year, or through the end of the decade, uh, seven or eight or ten year, they're going to demand strong granting of rights and strong buyout provisions, and they currently don't have those. So if you're Arizona or you're Utah or you're Oregon, you're not signing any damn thing until you explore all options, right? I mean, you'll— Oh, yeah, from this point on, for sure. Absolutely. And that's why I you know stand on my position. I don't think they're going to get a deal, and I don't think the Pac-12, it's it's not done um, because, again, this is their chance to land in the best place possible for— the next 10 years and beyond. And right now it doesn't appear that that best place is in the Pac-12. Uh, and they're, again, they have the ability to move without pen, without penalty.
1: Yeah, I mean, we continue to say Washington, you know, I mean, Washington's had such great success, but Phil Knight's money in Oregon, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't imagine the Big 12 not wanting them or the, or the Big 10. You know, I think the Big 10 wanted them anyway, but they they don't want them now. Well, I continue to
2: say that the Big Ten, I think, has to get active now. We don't know if they are. They're not going to say anything, but behind closed doors, they're having these discussions right now. Because, I, I, you know, just for, for logic, if you're bringing in USC and UCLA, they can't be your only two teams in the West Coast. It, you know, for football, that's probably manageable. But they have an entire athletic department that sure. has to play people. And are, you're going to you say need something that, a little close. You can't I be mean, doing the, all that travel. The closest current team is, you know, UCLA— um in in los angeles but then beyond that it's nebraska and then beyond that i mean we know it's a coast-to-coast league and for you know think about the baseball team think of any volleyball team who are they playing once they get into conference play that's where i've always felt like the big 10 was waiting for this to happen and then the big 12 to be aggressive with the four corner schools now the colorado is in and that opens up oregon washington stanford Mm -hmm. maybe even cal to where you can say okay well now usc and ucla you know, you've got some. We can schedule easier for you in in some regions for all your sports, and you know, you'll play some games in the Midwest. You'll come come our way sometimes, and we'll go out there with our schools as well. Uh, but just for for all the sports that they compete in, that's that's not going to fly, and it's not going to work. They're
1: making a lot of money, but they're going to be spending a lot of money. Yeah,
2: and the, for the for the student athletes, that's way too much travel. Um, you think about the flights back from Columbus back to the wet. Do you I mean after a baseball game or something? I mean, it's a that's too much to ask in my mind, but again, at this point, they only have those two, and uh, but more to come. But again, Oregon, a free think about Oregon. Just put yourself in Oregon's shoes. All they're waiting for Phil Knight and, and Oregon and their that that school president and the board of regents is for the Big Ten to invite them.
1: Yes, I would say yes,
2: and I think that will come. I really do. Uh, but so if you're they if you're would the, prefer
1: to get an invite from the Big Ten
2: without a doubt. But that's what Brett Yormark's waiting on. Because people are going to say, "Well, what about why aren't they going harder after Arizona? Why aren't they going or Utah or, or Arizona State?" Brett Yormark would like to have Oregon too uh, before any of those, right? If you're, oh yeah, if, as I said, if you're Texas and you're if you're Texas, if you're Brett Yormark and you're the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma, your your choices, your first choice now after Colorado is in would would be Oregon. Second choice would be Arizona, and then Washington, probably Washington. But again I think for the natural region for your for your conference the Big 10 just has to invite them and the reason being there's no exit fee right now they don't have a rights deal in place and the rights deal that that George Kleavkov has cobbled together is about 20 21 million dollars a year think about that the Big 10 when their new their new Fox deal kicks in in 2024 will be making 100 million dollars per school you don't think Oregon wants to sign on for that 80 million dollars in difference on an annual basis of course they would and so would Washington, and so would Stanford. Um, yeah, and how
1: do we get this Under Armour gear off some of these teams and put Nike gear on <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, those negotiations begin. And then if that happens, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a timing thing. And then, you know, let's also remember Brett Yormark last summer had two separate meetings with Oregon, with Phil Knight. And, you know, one up there and one here. And so Phil Knight is kind of – and Oregon are trying to line up their best option. All they're waiting oh, on yeah, is the Big Phil Ten. Phil
1: Knight would put the bill for, for the basketball part of the, of the Big 12. If that's what they're if they're getting well, that's into why I that. say
2: for Brett your Mark, if you're trying to build this basketball only league to add, you know, Oregon's had a really rising basketball program mm-hmm. too and you know, recruiting well, um, you know they've 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 been a, been been a growing program. Arizona has a great basketball program, um, you know. Again, so we'll see. I just think the Pac-12 is is yeah. Hanging it's not on like by, by the thread. way, it's
1: not like Oregon hasn't been active in in the state of Texas recruiting football either. Well, they've listen, been around for a long time.
2: Well, Kelvin Banks, the Longhorn prodigy left tackle, was committed to Oregon until Mario Cristobal left.
1: Went to Miami. He went to Miami,
2: right. and that's when he committed to Texas. He was on his way to Oregon. Um, I forgot
1: that Oregon had been in the state of Texas recruiting for a long, long time.
2: They recruit well here, uh, and they'd like to play games here. Um, you know, that's our, that, that, that's a strong argument. But again, if it comes down to dollars and cents, if you're Oregon, you're going to wait on the Big Ten for the, what I just said. Yes, the Big Twelve is still only going to offer you, you know, thirty to forty million a year. That's 60 million less than you can make in the Big 10. They're going to want to be in the Big 10. Um now that's going to be the goal. And but we'll see. Uh, I just don't know when does the Big 10 act? Does this Colorado move which George Klevkos acted like it surprised him? Really? What? You know this is going this on. This has all been going on for a year. Um you know, you believed them when they told you that. Uh, and now you'll believe Oregon that they're not waiting on an offer from the Big 10. Of course they are. The minute the uh, Big 10 Moves in that direction, it'll happen. And again, it all lines up for next next July until 2024. All the all the new TV deals kick in. Texas and Oklahoma moving this, because and since the everybody in the Pac-12 right now, the remaining nine are all free agents. There's no exit fee, so you can join as early as next next year, as long as you get the vote of your conference teams that it's a good idea, and your, your school presidents. It can happen. And without without there's nothing the Pac-12 can do to stop it right now. Um, except put a deal on the table that they will agree to, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to happen. So beyond that, Pac-12 is dissolving like an Alka-Seltzer in a glass of water, whether they like that or not. Uh, and it's because they've not been active enough sooner or sooner enough their,
1: their, their commissioner had not done anything.
2: Hasn't done a thing. No. Meanwhile, Deion Sanders. How about that game? In, you know, We've been talking about that game with TCU to start the season in Fort Worth. Well, that now becomes an even more intriguing game because it's a soon-to-be conference game. And Deion Sanders will get to play a game in the state of Texas and come in here and try to recruit and tell folks, hey, we're coming. We're coming to the Big 12. And uh, I have to think, especially for young people in the state of Texas, that that's an appealing thing, right? Well, Dion's already there. But, man, I want to go play in the mountains and then go play on the West Coast all the time. My parents want to watch our games and such. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what?
1: Game's going to be different times now.
2: Much like Texas has seen a boost when they can tell recruits that we're going to be into the SEC and playing in the best conference in college football. Deion Sanders, who's recruited well as is, can now say, hey, you know, we'll be playing games in the state of Texas and we'll be coming down here uh, quite a bit to play Houston in the city of Houston, which a lot of you folks from that city will be playing at TCU in the Metroplex where Deion has a good name, uh, Texas Tech, Baylor. Uh, So, you know, come on over. So I think that has to be a huge boon because the reports are that Deion Sanders was a huge supporter of this move to uh, move back into the Oh, yeah. And they arguably probably never should have left.
1: That is the thing. They were when they were here. It was, that was just so easy for them. This has Fire. been, and, and like he, you said, this has been a failure for them in the Pac-12. Well,
2: people have ripped them for leaving like now, but that's hindsight. If you remember 2010 when they left, it did look like the Big 12 was falling apart, right? Te- Texas and Oklahoma, Nebraska, the, the, big, was, the Pac-16 was coming into you know, Oklahoma, Texas and Texas A&M were you know already bickering all the time, and what were they going to do? Stay together or not? And I think Colorado just thought, you know what, let's get out while the getting's good, while we're getting this offer. And, you know, they were wrong because the Big 12 stayed together and uh, A&M did move to the SEC, of course, the following year. But uh, either way, uh, it was a mistake for them uh, for recruiting and for everything we're talking about, playing, you know, earlier time slot football games. And they've just lost the appeal as a program. Dion's trying to bring it back, and now they have a new new spot. And then we'll see who's next as it plays out. Uh, So there you go. Uh, all right, so uh, we will continue to take your thoughts on Animal House and where it wanks ranks all time. As far as comedies go, you have it at number one.
1: I do. I, yes, I do. It says
2: Oregon and Washington talked to the Big 12 last night. Look, I mean, Brett Yormark's ready to pounce on Oregon <laughs> yes, and Washington yes. if the Big Ten's not going to invite them. I don't think that's any secret. That's not, I'm not, That's that should not be surprised surprise to anyone because that would be his first choices. Um, and he would like to have Arizona too, Uh, but that's why I say if you could have Washington, well, would you rather have Washington or Utah at this point? I could argue that Utah, because you already have BYU in your conference, is a smart move. You add Salt Lake City, you have Utah as a natural rival to BYU on an annual basis for a great rivalry game, and then you add Arizona with Oregon. Now, you know, could they add them all? I guess. I don't know, but at some point you got to get the vote of all the presidents how many would you go how large are you willing to to make your conference uh i just think but Brett Yormark's not going to stop talking to people that's the thing you know for yeah, sure yeah i
1: mean oregon state bye washington state bye yeah it's
2: you know ask oklahoma state i mean they're oklahoma state is not happy that oklahoma's leaving but they're they're happier to be in this big 12 than Oh yeah. Even without Oklahoma, without the Bedlam game, I mean, it's not the, the 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 ideal circumstance. But it's a lot better than a, than a Washington State or an Arizona State or an Oregon State because it's going to be slim pickings for them, in my opinion. Um, they're coming after the big state schools, the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. Uh, but that's where it stands. Uh, hey, Joe
1: Burrow. I mean, that's that's going to be okay for them. They, this is I, I hate to say it, if anything was going to happen, this was the time for something like that to go on. Anyway, for this dude, because this guy doesn't need much practice, as we've seen over the last couple of years. I mean he came into the league bank he came into the league not having to worry about preseason games, and it's just kind of gone on with him. I mean, obviously he he studies the game he's, he's an older guy, he understands what it takes when, when, the, when the real stuff starts, but once again, I mean he can't you can't put him out there.
2: Let's just hope this is a, a minor I just wanted to
1: be a calf. I don't want to hear anything about his Achilles. that's right.
2: And that was the immediate fear when you saw the video, like oh, oh just geez. the
1: way. I mean, that's what guys. That's the way they limp around on one leg like that when that happens. Well,
2: and then of course he tried to put some weight on it, and then he uh-huh. couldn't. And he's like, oh, now I got to go to the ground. Then they went and got the cart. So, yeah, obviously it would be devastating, not just you know for him, because it would be another season-ending injury. He's already suffered one of those mm-hmm. uh, in his pro career, and you know they're negotiating a new contract right now. I mean, he's he's the next guy to get the big deal after Justin Herbert's deal got done. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the, the the optimistic side is it's a you know four week injury and he misses some preseason games and he's back for the start of the season and we know he's shown he can handle that, not getting the preseason games and, and you know play at a high level from the jump. But obviously, if it's something more severe than that, the the Bengals are in real trouble because their backup quarterback right now is Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, I believe, is the Brandon yeah. Allen still there too? Brandon, well, no, yeah, same thing, same difference. Where's, um,
1: where's Jacoby Brissett playing these days?
2: I think he's in New Orleans. Where did Jacoby Brisket land? I mean, he's been the ultimate stopgap, <laughs> step-in yeah. quarterback. I mean, he, was, the... he was
0: arguably better than Deshaun Watson was last year. He wasn't bad for Cleveland.
2: Well, he certainly was, not even arguable. When Jacoby Brissett was playing quarterback, that they were a better team in Cleveland than when Deshaun Watson yeah, came Deshaun back. Forgot, and
1: looked, forgot how to play it looked like.
2: He looked like he forgot how to play football. He really did. but that's why the Browns are hoping that it's, it's a lot better this year. He is currently with the Washington Commanders. So if Sam Howell doesn't work out. We'll start some games this year. You'll see Jacoby
1: Brisket. Yeah, he'll be in the starter's role. You're right.
2: Remember, he was drafted by the New England Patriots back in 2016. Then he went to Indianapolis, and he was the guy that jumped in when Andrew Luck up and retired. Then he went to the Miami Dolphins, where he served as a quarterback. Then Then he's in Cleveland. And, of course, when Deshaun Watson couldn't play, he played. So he's your filler. He's your filler quarterback. You're right. It's like how this show began. We started as filler. Fill some time.
0: And hey, look at Geno Smith. He was kind of that guy for almost seven years. Well, let's
2: also say Geno Smith was a first-round draft pick. I mean, Second he, round.
0: Geno? He was, like, the first pick of the second round. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. So the top 33
2: pick. And Geno Smith, coming out of West Virginia, was a big-time quarterback. And actually, he slid in the draft. I thought he would – most people thought he would be a first-round pick and wasn't. And it didn't work out with the Jets. But he's not the first quarterback that – couldn't make the Jets any good. That's been an ongoing problem for that organization. That's what Aaron Rodgers is there Someone to rectify. says Wentz
1: to the Bengals, huh?
2: Commander Wentz. It's about time. He stinks. Has that not been proven by now? He's they,
0: not even on a team right now, is he? No. No. Yeah.
1: He'll be getting calls. They're all going to get calls. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. These guys falling off the bus and scrambling and tearing up their calf muscles, yeah. And for and, and for and the for the Miami Dolphins... See, Tua's still upright, correct? Oh, yeah. A door hasn't hit him in the back of the head going out of the facility. <laughs> I, loved that, right? with
2: the, I loved with the Burrow news, on a non-contact injury. I'm thinking, yeah, he better not be taking any contact in training camp. The <laughs> oh, first person right. that hits Joe Burrow or Tua, oh, yeah. or Tua in training camp is going to be cut. Oh, forget cut.
1: about it. You will get cut if you hit Tua. <laughs> you
2: will be cut. Um, do not touch the quarterback.
1: Yeah, the guy who's driving the bus from facilities better have that door wide open and not let that door hit Tua.
2: This is adult Andy Dalton coming home. That's from the Austin Frog on the text line, TCU fan. Yeah, I guess Andy Dalton could still play, right? Yeah, I where, think he's on a team, though. Where is Andy Dalton? This is where we play days of our quarterback trivia. Where, where are they these days? Jacoby Brissett. Got to have
1: one. Got to have a great back. You gotta, You can't have it just a so-so backup. You Carolina
0: make, Panthers for Andy. Carolina. How many quarterbacks do the Panthers have? Well, it's just Andy. Bryce Young. Bryce Young, Bryce Young who was named Andy. the starter
2: yesterday. That's right. He's going to start from the game. That's right. Uh, um, Baker Mayfield's in Tampa. Yes. I don't know why I get Because he was in Carolina last year, and now he's in Tampa. I was thinking Baker was still there. Team no, that's not, not.
1: going to make the playoffs this year.
2: All right, so we'll keep an eye on Joe Burrow. Fingers crossed, because he is one of the best players in the league. You hate to see anybody get hurt, and you know, certainly that position, because it will wreck the season of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. True, like I
1: said, those games that they play early are meaningful. Those aren't, in the games that they have to play early, that's that's a tough start. Margins are, are thin
2: in the AFC between who's going to make it. As we said, you can list probably 10, 12 teams off the top of your head who, you, mm-hmm. who seem like playoff teams, but only seven can make it. Uh, that's just the way that works. And as we went through the exercise last week when training camps were opening, in the AFC I can count three teams that I would bet half a mortgage payment won't make the playoffs. Houston, Indianapolis, and the Raiders. Beyond that, I, I don't know. I mean, nothing would surprise me beyond that. And again, that's of a 16-team league, so you have 13 teams that you wouldn't bet are just no way they're going to make the playoffs. And I,
1: I believe the Titans will struggle if the quarterback's not healthy this year. But I, you
2: could also spin a scenario where the Titans, with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, a healthy Derrick Henry, and now DeAndre Hopkins, in a very winnable division, you know, can get back to being a really good team for Mike Vrabel. I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC just a couple of years ago overall, and, you know, Joe Burrow came in and beat him, and the Bengals went yeah, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they
1: still play salty defense over They okay. do. And,
2: and Mike Rabel teams, you know what you're getting. They're going to be kind of like Mike Tomlin teams. You're just going to get a hard-nosed team that's going to punch you in the face for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they stay healthy, they, that, they also could be a playoff team. Jacksonville is obviously the favorite in that division uh, coming off of their, you know, nine and eight year in a division championship and a playoff run. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's – you know even you miss a few games with Joe Burrow, it can be costly to the big picture of the AFC. It's so loaded. All right, we'll be back. We'll pick up these conversations and roll forward. We got uh, salacious gossip and a we'll go a little extra long blitz today on what's going to be the Buck's final program. He's announced that earlier this morning here on BE.
0: It's Bucky and Eric.
2: Now, just like yesterday was the final buck-off Thursday, coming up for the top of the hour, it'll be the final blitz that we will execute here on B&E. Of course, that was uh, originated as the Bucky Blitz back in the day. And so, uh, you know, we try to minimize the calls, but also let you have your say for a short brief. Didn't oh we do it a couple times? Yes. We're doing five hours. We used to do two blitzes a day.
1: Yeah, we used doing do it at the end of the show, right at the end.
2: Yeah, we used to do five hours all the way to Jim Rome and uh, – um. So yeah. So we would do two blitzes. We will have one before the top of this hour. We'll give it a little extended uh, version on what's going to be the Bucks' last day. And as we say, it's not the end of us. We'll both be around and new opportunities. But for this show, as it exists, if you as, uh, were asking me
1: about Lake Travis, yes. As of now, I'm still doing Lake Travis with the one and only Mark Honig. High
2: school football season. What's the? Uh, as we've had our flex watch list launching this week. What is? Uh, what's the? expectation for the Cavs.
1: I think they're going to be pretty good. I pretty think good this yeah, year? Oh yeah. they. I, I love the quarterback last year who you know, turned from wide receiver turned quarterback and I think they've you know, Nico Hamilton's big time running back. Love love how, how much he's really, really improved over the last two years. So it'll be interesting. That offensive line's pretty good. The defensive line has gone. You know, Jacob Henry's no longer there. He's over at Vandegrift. So it'll be an interesting year, but I think that team will do it. Hank Carter Tends to good find good ways. Coach, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you know, get coach and this staff's pretty
2: Yeah, they had an un- un- uncharacteristically for them and their standard down year last year, but you know, they had the quarterback injury as you said they had to oh, convert yeah. a receiver over to quarterback kind of Caden Cade Leon. Caden Leon On yeah. The, uh, all yeah. Flex On the all-flex watch list On the all-flex watch list, bring number Alex. It says preseason number 11 in the state according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football magazine. So looking forward to that. And obviously you'll let us know and Mark will let us know where to find those games because it, you know, 1049 is a Right. We're losing that. That's not going to be a signal. So um, let us know We're Lake Travis will be folks are housed. used to
1: streaming. Young folks, parents are used to streaming things now. And
2: I would say get used to streaming. Yes, yeah, get, get the Horn to, app. Yes. Get the Horn app, please. Make sure you download that Horn app and uh, make sure you have it, have it handy as we move forward here at the Horn. And it's a new incarnation. All right, that's for the Sean Payton conversation, I mean, uh, as we, you said earlier, bucking hot or not, coaches rarely go after coaches. But Sean Payton's coming in with guns blazing, and I think it's to defend his quarterback and what went on last year because uh, he is he is completely pulling back the curtain. And Payton was uh, – he started with, you know
1: – Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: It's not here. Here's his quote. He said, It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. All the, And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much bleeping time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp, the circumstance, marching people around, all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. And this is where he goes into the Jets. He says, The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks. All of it. I can see it coming. Remember when the former Washington owner, Dan Snyder, put the dream team together? I was a young coach with the Giants. I was a young coach. I thought how are we going to compete with that team? Deion Sanders is there now. That team won 8 games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. And then then he went into defending his quarterback. And because everyone is asking him, you know, you had Drew Brees in New Orleans for all those years and Russell Wilson looks like he is he's lost, lost his step and this is where he went into defending his quarterback. He said, "Oh man, there's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed." Tolerated in the flick, uh, the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know Hackett, referring to Nathaniel Hackett, the coach last year, who lasted one year. He's now the offensive coordinator with the Jets, right? So it's another shot towards that Jets organization. I don't know Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He doesn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall. Shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre snap penalties on both sides of the ball. That wasn't his fault. Uh, he said, how about this, that was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination of him, but an incrimination of the head coach, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it all happen. That was the message. They can only beat the blank out of it so you, so much. Everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line, and it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Well,
1: it sounds like a guy who's been around Bill Parcells to me. Yeah. Just that's, that's how Bill Par. I mean, that's – that's the deal. That sounds like Tom Coughlin, Bill Parcells. That's that's just that's their style right there, and he's got that on him. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just he's just telling it. And and he, yeah, he's defending Russell Wilson because he's got to fix Russell Wilson, whether he thinks he's he's broken or not. He's got to fix it. I don't care if he had his own meeting rooms and everything. His play on the field and wasn't good. I don't. I mean, I don't care if they couldn't get out of the huddle when they did get out of the huddle. When guys were out of the huddle. When guys were wide open, Russell Wilson couldn't hit him. He, his, his skills had diminished last year. It wasn't just about the coaching. Right. Come on now. Right. I understand how you're trying to put that on. Better have a good year.
2: Well, you're right. And he's trying to, because his quarterback's getting beat up and he's going to defend his quarterback. For sure. Um, you know, he went on to say that, you know, I'm watching the film of games last year. I don't know what they were trying to do. And so maybe Russell didn't know what they were trying to do. I could see that being confusing to a quarterback who's used to structure and a well coached offense. I mean, he's he's pulling no punches, but it's all in an effort to because look the the you know he's trying to lift up this team and kind of tell them hey, you're not as bad as, as as people are saying. Yeah, but you don't
1: need to spend your time beating down somebody else on the way.
2: Right, and that which is because all the stuff he's saying he could be saying behind the, the closed doors of his locker room and you know telling his team that. He Someone said you tell, think
1: this was off you know off the record. I don't I don't believe so.
2: New 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 new. It was uh, there's a reason for it. There's a method to it. Or it's, yeah, it's just being old and gruff and, you know, just like uh, Bill Parcells, as you mentioned, yeah. his mentor. Bill Parcells wouldn't pull any punches, and he would say what he thought most of the time. Uh, but you know, here's what I know. If he's if he's a, a true Bill Parcells disciple, it'll be a completely different Or it'll be organized.
1: It will be organized now
2: because the, the way he makes it sound and others that covered that team make it sound, it was like a country club there. There was, there was no structure. Russell Wilson had his own office outside the locker room and didn't even have to go in the locker room. I mean, it was it was laissez-faire. It was not a, a well-run situation, and that led to bad play on the field. We know that. Well, I mean, Bill Parcells, you know, anybody that, that covered the Cowboys when Bill Parcells was a the coach there, you know, Bill Parcells was famous for, for – he wanted people on edge all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted – people on eggshells, his team, his coaches, you know, when's, old, when's Bill going to walk in? That was the – he felt, and for his whole coaching career, he felt like that's how players and coaches had to be. you got to be on edge. you got to continue to be looking over your shoulder wondering, am I doing this right? Are we doing – because I'm going to be watching. And we're going to be – That's Tom Coughlin. Yes. For sure. And you work for Tom Coughlin, oh, who also is a Parcells guy. That's that's the mindset. Like, you can't come in here without focus. And without a clear determination of what we're doing uh, and this is how we do it all the time and if I catch you not doing it that way, we're going to have a problem.
1: by the way, it worked for me for Tom Coughlin. I needed that one that what that what that guy did for me as a coach was incredible i had I had nothing like that till I met that guy I mean he was just he was amazing. when a guy wants to know when I'm coming back from taking a crap, how long is it going to take me to take a crap and exactly <laughs> when I'm coming back from the bathroom? never had anybody do That to me until said I said, I'm going to the bathroom. Tom, he goes, Well, when are you coming back? I'm like, Tom I gotta get, I gotta go take a crap. He goes, Well, what, what do you think you're going? When do you think you're going to be back? I don't know. Two minutes, 15 minutes depends on what kind of crap I got to take, I guess, coach.
2: <laughs> Coughlin, that's too much.
1: And I was over 21 when he was talking to me like that. I mean, this was this was crazy. I was a 29 year old. Well, I just remember because
2: when Parcells was there. Remember they they were going to San Antonio for training camp for parts of it, uh, and I remember covering that down in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, and I was talking to a friend of mine who works for the Cowboys, in the media relations, and we were kind of in this little break room area behind because they were they're were about to be going to practice, and I was like, man, how's it been? And he's like, man, it is. And this was after Parcells left. This was now Wade Phillips had taken over the team, and he he said, man, it is so much more relaxed. I got to <laughs> tell you, no, he said that. Oh yeah. He goes, man, it is la- night and day. Like his, he said he said the exact word. He said previous years, everyone's walking around on eggshells in this place. It was just everybody's on guard. Everyone's looking out for where Parcells is. And now Wade Phillips was in eh, a little more relaxed, a little more relaxed. And some would say that over time that shows up on the, the performance and on the field. And Bill Bill Parcells' track record of, as a coach speaks for itself uh, with the rebuild jobs he did, the success he had, the Super Bowls he won. Now, he didn't win a Super Bowl after he left the New York Giants. He got... Close. He built, rebuilt organizations, but never got back to a Super Bowl. And the old trivia question is true: that Bill Belichick has won seven Super Bowls as a head coach and two as an assistant. Bill Parcells has never won a head coach without Bill Belichick as his defensive coordinator. That is true.
1: It's a true statement. Unreal. Yvonne Nava, thank you so much, dear. She says you still owe me a, a cake pan. Don't forget that. Don't ever forget that. Have you given that cake pan back? Can we get that done? No, man. I.
2: They baked you a cake when you, what was that, your knee surgery you had? Yes. your Because you could have a, a fake knee. You had a fake knee, yes. A rebuilt knee. It
1: was on drugs.
2: And they brought you a cake, baked you a cake, brought the cake pan. You know, it was a cake or a cake plate?
1: It was, it was a pan. It was one of those plastic deals, one of those ones I okay. can, yeah. Oh, so it's Tupperware. Tu- thank you, Tupperware. I don't think you ever clarified that. You can keep that. Oh, thank you, E. Thank you very much. I thought
2: you like a, like a cake plate. Like a oh, real like one of those beautiful? No,
1: no, it was Tupperware. I okay. can keep you'd, that, you'd right? I'll have to return be. that. She's,
2: she's probably going to be okay on that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I thank thought,
2: you. I thought it was a pan or like a nice glass dish oh. or something. I'm going to get that back over to there, too. And, of course, Yvonne Nava is the morning news anchor on KVU. Her husband is Alex Loeb, our good friend, and now at the Longhorn Network and used to work with us here. And, uh, you know, so they're they're good friends for sure. Okay, Buck. Let's get to the Blitz. Loaded up four four seven three seven seven six. We're gonna have. Uh, I'll be here doing shows Monday and Tuesday, but I won't do the Blitz without the Buck. Uh, that's gonna be put out to pasture at this point, and no, so it'll be your last Blitz as we know it. Coming back.
1: Where you get that from? I Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Cause I ain't for no games, okay.
2: salacious gossip brought to you by the icy cold bud lights each and every morning here ahead of your blitz uh, not a ton of gossip today buck it's uh mentioned animal house out two or 45 years ago today it turns out to be your favorite i did not know that that was your oh, yeah. number one all-time comedy movie we played some of the highlights of it earlier this morning with uh, blutarski where were you with jim belushi as a comedic actor
1: Big Jim fan or, or John. John? John, sorry, John. Love John,
2: John Belushi and his brother Jim, of course, also an actor, has done pretty well in Hollyweird, But uh, huge fan or just?
1: Uh, well, we didn't, I'm didn't a get big get, John Belushi fan.
0: We didn't get long enough with him. No, and, we didn't. And to all the people saying that our phone lines aren't working, they're full, so you're just have to wait your turn. And keep calling.
2: <laughs> our phone lines are they're not working because we have uh, six lines deep to have what uh, will be the final Bucky Blitz as we get this uh, going. Hey, real good news, uh, real quick, from LeBron James. LeBron James has uh, broken his silence on what went on with his son this week, and uh, just thankful that his son is uh, doing okay and been discharged. Man, what a what a you know whatever your thoughts are on LeBron James. It's the worst fear of any parent to have oh to get goodness. that call. Uh, cardiac arrest. Uh, the the nine one one call is terrifying, but. Um, uh, LeBron had a nice tweet yesterday and things, things are progressing well, he's doing well and the hashtag James Gang, that's what he calls he and his kids, the James Gang uh, are, are doing good, so we're glad to see that today with LeBron James and scary situation there no doubt about that. Alright, let's go to the Blitz we told you we'd give you a little extra uh, extra time, let's hit it
0: The Bucky and E Blitz The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck the half-under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click com and see how easy it is.
1: By the way, the 23rd annual mullet open will go on. So,
0: What do you think?
2: Um, April, May? May. Probably in May. 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 Okay, well, But don't
1: try to sign up now, please. It's not up and running, so don't even attempt to do it. First Blitzer, you're up. Bucky. What's up?
0: Going to miss you, buddy. God bless you. But I have a sneak of suspicion I'll be hearing your golden tones down the radio dial soon. God bless you, my friend.
1: Thank you. I really, really do appreciate that. You know, the good thing, I'll be going back for my 50th high school reunion, and what a baked potato I'll be bringing back 50-some years oh, later. How's man. that? That's man.
2: Uh, That's because I, yeah, I got the email from your classmate was looking for you, tracking you down to make sure you could be there. That's
1: awesome you're going to that. You talked me into going. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: Bucky, E, Dave, man, you guys have been a part of my life every time you guys are on the radio since you've been on the air one way or another. But, Bucky, I want to thank you. I headed an event uh, when West Virginia joined the conference at Walmart. You and I hung out that afternoon with Quan Cosby, and it was a joy talking to you. I want to thank you very much, and I hope to
1: hear from you soon. Thank, thank you. Sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: Bucky and Aaron, thank you, guys. I just wanted to give you an update. My girl Lizzo lost some weight, but when she heard the news, she started stress eating again, and now Charles Barkley's calling her to post her child for them big old girls down in San Antonio.
1: Oh, my goodness. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
0: Man, I'm not even a Longhorns fan, but I love you guys. And, uh,
1: yeah, fight on, boys. Thank you. Appreciate that. USC. Next, Blitzer, you're
0: up. Aaron Buck. Yes, sir. Been listening to you for years. My late father listened to you for years before me. Just want to say thanks for helping two generations of the working man get through the day
1: with a smile. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thanks for being a working man. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
0: Hey, Buck. What's I came up? in here to uh, give you a little roast, but you know, I figured God's already done that—done enough of that for your life. All seriousness, though, we appreciate you. You've been great, and best of luck down the road.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Coach, What's happening?
0: Two things for you. I'm a listener since 2000. I wanted to say thank you to both of y'all. Y'all rock. Y'all the best, period. Uh, also, um, can we please still have the blitz? Because he's going to need his this support from us guys. And lastly, um, so you're going away. So when are you coming back? When are you coming back? This is Coach Coughlin.
1: It, you, it won't be long, believe me. Next blitzer, you're up. Bucky's new job is working drive through at Golden
2: Chick. Oh, Next we're hey, We to see Bucky at the, uh, the Mall Santa this
1: year. I'm going to get that gig. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: I hate to see you guys go. Y'all been a big part of my life. And I I was about to be you guys here, I think. Y'all have rolled the tide, but I'm going to give you one good one. rolled.
1: tide. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate Thank you. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: Hey, guys, I've been listening to y'all for about 10 years. I hate to see you go, Bucky. Um, I'd call the Blitz more, but I work unlike you people. <laughs> but, uh, I got I got one thing to say. Why is Jeff Ketchum such a bitch? Oh, <laughs> Gee, wow. That's, there's Where did that come dip.
1: from? That's left field. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
0: Yeah, he's a pastor, uh, Smasher. Club Smasher. And uh, I'm going to miss y'all, man. And I'm going to miss you, Bucky. And uh, I saw you at the Yup. Yelpon Golf Club in Lake Travis, and you take a picture of me.
1: Smasher, thank you. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: This is
1: Roberto Craft. Buck, I'll remind you of something Miss Lulu says to me every morning. Enjoy the journey, not the destination, and keep laughing Keep flashing. I love that. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, old Buck. Yes, sir. It's getting real, my man. Even though
0: you and I never went on a date with your white pants and Hogan ain't paid his bet, uh-uh. my parting gift to you is if you have that Tebow 316 that I gifted Hogan, you can have it, my man, <laughs> and wear it with those fine white pants you have, okay?
1: Thank you. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hey, I want to commend you guys. The last
0: two weeks, how you've kept your listeners uh, in the know about what's going on. Most radio stations would just disappear without a word. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
0: Man, started listening in 2014, working out in this heat all day. I sure do make it a little easier with all the laughs. Appreciate it, boys.
1: Thank you. Next, Blitzer, talk to us. Hey, Bucky. What's up?
0: Do you know who Kathy Engelbert is?
1: No. Who is she?
0: That's, that's your new boss, your WNBA commissioner. So oh, you got, your no.
1: ethics,
0: you got your ethics class on Monday, but My, before you go... What is the number one thing that you are not going to miss? And thank you for everything, man. appreciate
1: Oh, you. my goodness. Oh, my ethics class. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Man, not calling the Blitz because you're working. I changed my whole company's morning meetings from 9
0: a.m. to 9.15 so I could sit in my car and listen to the Blitz. <laughs> for Thanks for everything, guys. Thank,
1: thank you, you. you very much. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
0: Hi, Bucky and Don't miss you. Don't Oh. Have my fifth high school reunion take. Is there going to be a mullet often still? Yes, yep, there is. Yep,
1: next spring. Yeah, it will be. Next Blitz, you're up.
0: There's one thing, and only one thing that makes brings me joy that this Blitz is not going to be happening anymore, <laughs> and that's the fact that I won't have to listen to that stupid schmuck, uh, uh, Roberto Kraft, son of a gun. <laughs> Teach his own.
1: So mean. Next Blitz, you're up. Hey, Bucky. What's happening? You know who should replace you
0: as these? Oh, geez.
1: Who's that? These nuts. <laughs> these nuts, of course. Glad to have him. There we go. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hello. Hello. Hey, I'm I'm a first
0: time uh, Blitzer. I've been listening for about four years now. Okay.
1: And I really want to thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate hey. you calling. Yes. Man, Bucky, I, I always remember
0: in my dad's dying days how you put a smile on his face and gave him something to laugh about and with the blitz. And when he would say, God, Sean, you sound like a dumbass on that
1: call. You <laughs> <doing?"> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I'll miss you, buddy. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, guys, just want to let y'all know, been listening to two, since 2001 and uh, haven't turned y'all off since. Big Thank part you, of our lives, a lot of lot of our lives, and uh, we just want to thank you for everything, all the good memories, and wish y'all well. And thank you for the memories. We appreciate that. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, B&E. What's up?
2: Thanks for the last four decades. Fellow Hilltopper here, and I appreciate you guys every morning. Thank you, sir. So,
1: four decades. I don't know Did you say that. four decades? Wow, I'm scared. Now I really, I'm really I'm, old now. I've been old doing this since I was 10 years. years old. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Bucky. Yes, sir.
0: Um, I said if you kept flirting with my mom, I was going to have the last word. This is Trey Ellie.
1: Oh, Jeez. Next Blitzer, you're up. Buck. What? No matter where you're at, just remind our coach to pound that rock. Pound that rock. 40
0: times. Run the ball.
1: All right, two more. Next Blitzer, you're up.
0: Hey, a long-time listener. Love you guys. Appreciate everything y'all done. Bucky, thanks for sharing your sobriety journey all these years it's meant a lot to me and a lot of people i'm sure thanks guys
1: thank you next blister you're up hi my name is mike i'm calling from aventura
0: florida i'm really going to miss you program i heard about you on newsline